0: This is the last Sunday in our season of creation, which started ages ago on our Harvest Festival when Bonnie talked about our Matariki. During that time we've uh, sat with the first uh, Genesis 1 and been reminded that this world and all who live in it are being created by and belong to our creating and life-giving God We've been reminded that we are made in the image of that God, made in the image of God to continue and join in this creating and life-giving work, and that our dominion, as described in Genesis 1, is to be shaped by this understanding. With Job and others, we have reflected on the wonder of this world, the wonder of the web of life that holds and sustains all of life. And how the components and threads of that web work together to make this world what it is. And we have reflected on how our actions are unravelling that web. We have been invited with Job and the psalmist and the writer of Proverbs into awe and wonder. Awe and wonder at creation. Awe and wonder at that web of life. Or at wonder of the one who creates all of this and holds all of this. This week we heard from Paul how the whole cosmos, from the smallest Bose-Hickson particle to the largest star, all of that radiates with the creating and life-giving presence of God in Christ. Paul invites us into a deep reverence, both of the cosmos and all that it is, and the God who continues to create and fling this vast cosmos which sings in reverence for God, our Creator. And we are reminded throughout this whole season that reverence for God is seen in our reverence for creation. Today we have confessed that we have not been icons of this creating and life-giving God. That our relationship with creation has not been shaped by our awe and reverence for God. That we have treated and are treating God's world with reckless abandon. While we know that we are forgiven, we need a bigger mind. We need new ways of seeing. And we need new ways of behaving. And over the last few weeks, I have spoken at length about some of that. And that's probably enough from me. It's time that we thought about these kinds of things collectively. And so today, that's the end of my sermon. Which some of you will be very pleased about. But there is a chance for you to gather. So I see Cliff has claimed to the back. So Cliff is, uh, he's going to be uh, leading a discussion about how we as individuals might respond to uh, how we have treated the world in the past, and particularly climate change. Climate change is here. We can't stop that, but we can limit the effects of that. So how might we play our part? Cliff's going to lead a discussion on that. So Bonnie is going to be, I guess, down, down here. There you go. Learn new things every day. And uh, she is going to be leading a discussion about how we, as a church community, here at St George's, might respond to climate change. What are some of the things you'd like to see us as a parish do and engage with? So that's going to be down the front. And then through in the lounge, in the warmth of the lounge, Jen is going to lead a discussion about... with particularly with the local body elections just around the corner, how might we as a city respond to this issue? What do we want to see us as a city do? What kind of initiatives, what kind of ideas, what kind of issues do we want to take seriously? And if you just don't want to talk, you can go and sit with the children and do what they're doing. So they're also in the lounge. So what do we want to do about it? What do we want the parish to do about it? in the lounge, what do we want our city to do about it? So just a comment about climate change, because it came up at the eight o'clock service. If you go on the internet, uh, you'll read that these kind of temperature fluctuations have happened in the past, and they have. The difference between now and those other times is that in the past, the temperature fluctuations have been like a child on a tricycle coming down the road. And there's been lots of time Adapt to the new situation. The situation that we are in is like a bullet train coming straight at us. We do not have time to get out of the way. It's going to be here before we not. The important part of that is it's going to be here before creation. All the creatures, all the plants that we rely on can adapt to the new situation. So in the past, there have been temperature fluctuations and creation has evolved to cope with that. This time, they're talking about one and a half degree temperature change within 40 years. It's too fast. The plants and the animals can't adapt fast enough. That's that's the problem. That's where we're going to be in trouble. So, what are we going to do about it? Personally, as a parish... As a city, I would invite you to not all clump in one group. To uh, even if you would really like to be in a group, if there's lots of people there already, spread yourselves out. There's about 32 of us, there should be around 10 in each group. So just kind of spread yourselves and engage with those discussions. Uh, my hope is that out of this, not only will we have some ideas, but we'll have some. Um, that can go on the next parish magazine. Uh, We'll also have some ideas that can go to uh, Vestry as they continue to plan for the future. Um, Like, this isn't the season of creation worldwide. This is just our own personal season of creation. The real season of creation starts in a month. So you might come up with some ideas about what we do in a parish during the real season of creation, for example. So we won't do any more services, but, you know, what kind of projects? There's some ideas. Okay, Uh, you've got... About 15 minutes to have those conversations. <laughs> Where you go, uh, and you might need uh, someone to just report very quickly about your discussions at the end. Spread out evenly.